Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. single libertarian listener and welcome to the final finale final of the winner's circle of Killionaire TV. My name is Tim Bat, And my name is Guy Montgomery. It's been a long and winding road to make it here. An anonymous basement in which we cannot reveal the location, time. We're at my house. Yeah, we're underneath Tim's and house. And it's 8am right now. Okay. And we are joined by our, um, our final whittled down three from a process that has taken days and weeks and months of plotting and planning and scheming and I, enterprising also, how we will turn a billionaire into a trillionaire and a trillionaire into a dead person. Go on, Montgomery. I just wanted to say conniving as well. For me, the conniving is one of the most vital parts of um, plotting a murder. And I've, I've never plotted a murder to um, completion but certainly if you come around to my house, there's a lot of string. There's a lot of bits of paper on walls. There's a lot of photos cut out from magazines. And it's the conniving for me which really makes a difference. Today we are joined by our finalists, Patricia, Ben and Joe. Joe, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Tim? I'm very well, thank you. Fans will remember that Joe's plot centred around training some monkeys in the Amazon and transforming the lungs of the earth into a new, beautiful, capitalist landscape. Um, and also, to boot, invented a new word, which is a, a unit of trained monkeys. is called a rainbow, which I really liked. How have you been in the intervening months, Joe? I've been very well, thank you. It's, uh, I've, I've travelled from Nottingham to Dorset. I've started a, a new job. It's been oh, my gosh. Been a lot, but throughout it all... I've had Killionaire on the mind. I've been, you know, watching, planning, plotting, been in contact, you know, this whole presidential change in Brazil. Um, it, it's got <laughs> a little problem, but we'll work around it. We'll we'll keep it going. Claire's still eager to go. Yeah, I'm good. It's a good point. Bolsonaro was probably more on board than, than Lulu, right? Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, we're working around it. We, we've got some things on the burn. Yeah, good on you, Joe. You got to keep moving with the with the flow of life, don't you? And Ben, That's how it. might you be? I'm uh, I'm also good. Uh, last time I, I had COVID while we recorded, and I don't now, so that's good. It's market improvement. And, uh, we, my wife and I, adopted a dog, so that's always good. And I stopped listening to uh, any amount of news at all. Wow, which is also good. I mean, that's almost, uh, you know, that's an oral equivalent of moving from Nottingham to Dorset in terms of a life change there. Uh, huge. So what do you know? What's the latest thing you heard that's going on in the world? Twitter. Yeah, still there. Yeah, but exists. only because I have, friend, I have some friends that work there that uh, they don't anymore. But they did. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's the, the guy who bought Twitter is probably a name that will come up in conversation incidentally today. The great Elon Musk, a close personal friend of mine. Uh, congratulations on, on beating COVID and also uh, the dog. Yeah, tell us about the dog, Ben. I want to hear about the dog. He's a, he's a cute little boy named, uh, he came with the name Yeti, and that's a great name. He's, a, he's 160 pounds and still growing. 
Dang. That's about that's about uh, 72-ish kilograms. Hey, I really respect the conversion. Do you know that off the top of your head, or did you know you were talking to a couple of New Zealanders? A little bit of both. I have some English friends here, and uh, I, I never know what units they prefer. So I, I... The English do flip-flop. We're, we're metric system down the line every time. Yeah. Mm. You guys have yeah. a big boner for Imperial, and the British are like, oh, we're civilized, but we still want to say a foot because it's fun. Yeah, it does we're sound easy. good. We're easy. Stone <laughs> is fun. Stone is fun to say. Stone makes no sense. What is a stone? Like it doesn't make KG sense, but it's fun. <laughs> What's a stone, Joe? How long is a piece of stone? <laughs> what, what we say, like, you, you, you don't know. You just don't know. No, I think it's Stonehead. We simply don't have time for this. Patricia, it's so nice to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Nice to see you guys too. Um, very just very quickly about Ben's dog. Seventy-two kilos. That means that your dog weighs more than I do. Mm. Yeah, he it's weighs more than dog. he weighs more than most of my adult male friends. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah, that's he's, really he's, great. He'll probably top out at a little bit more. He's still. He's, we've noticed him, we got him in May and it's now November and he's noticeably bigger. Is so. it possible Amazing. that he's been adopted out by his parent Clifford? Uh, the big red, red dog. That bomb. He's not trying to rescue it. Yeah, but yeah. He's, he's still growing. <laughs> Nearly all dogs at least have the bloody, you know, the, the wherewithal to stop growing at some point. Not this guy. I think he might have been cursed by a, a witch. He, he's a man. Huh. He's now um, a dog. That's amazing. Back to how Patricia, yeah, sorry, Patricia is going. <laughs> Not at all. Very generous of um, you to I'm share the spotlight well. with um, Yeti. I just wanted to hear more about the dog. But uh, no, I'm doing really well. <laughs> Thank you. How are you guys? Well, we're in a basement right now. Um, it's fine. It's pretty dank. I'm sort of anticipating a spider crawling across the back of my neck at any point. Uh, Tim's calling it dank. It's kind of refreshingly dry. And there's yeah, uh, insulation less than probably 40 centimetres above the head. It means that we're breathing in all sorts of powerful stuff to strengthen the lungs. <laughs> I'm going to say that I've been doing the opposite of what Ben has been doing. I've been watching the news like absolutely pedantically um, as instead of like the, the total kind of chaos that we seem to be heading towards. So to do that in like a control type of manner. And I was just thinking, like, the basement looks a lot like how I presume that we'll all be living in, like, a future kind of nuclear holocaust. <laughs> so, but <laughs> besides that, well, everything's great. <laughs> it's funny you should bring that up, Patricia, because um, between your respective plots and the conception yeah. of the very idea of Killionaire, we do have some power to stand in the way of the impending nuclear holocaust. Um, the three of you yeah. have already put forward some incredible concepts, uh, ways by which we can intercept some of the ultra-wealthy and um, eliminate and distribute their funds. And um, the strength of these pitches is what has brought us all here today. Mm-hmm. But we're sort of, um, we've, we've basically devised a series of rounds to just help deduce, like lateral thinking puzzles, I suppose, in some ways, um, you know, just to see the different parts of your brains firing and really get to the bottom of which of these uh, concepts we would like to pursue. And so this is one of the most important missions that anyone has on Earth right now. And in fact, it's arguable that it's number one priority for the human race, what we're currently engaged in. And so um, we have deduced some, as, as guys mentioned, rounds to test your mental strength. And there can be only one winner. And we will now head into the first round, the round of creativity. We have asked you to prepare a little homework for this first round, contestants, and that is uh, to write your own acrostic poem. It's quite a challenging ch- challenge. Built around the word Kilionia. Patricia, I'm going to ask you to please go first for a poetry reading of what you've come up Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Um, I have to look at my, just the, in my notes app where I wrote it. Certainly. R- write that um, down, Tim. Yeah. Pathetic. So I was uh, uncertain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I had only had more time. Um, <laughs> I was also a little unsure about these po- like poems. So I hope it's okay that each of the each of the letters has a sentence as opposed to a single word per row. The sounds brief, good. The brief is creativity. This sounds incredibly creative. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So, uh... <laughs> 
Millionaire brethren, I've seen your good fight, leading pasty young trillionaires laudably into light. I wish you each crowns on your weary heads. Now rest, sweet champions, as our enemies dead. I thank you too, Sir Tim and Sir Guy, rousers of all that is good. Even though this championship comes to an end, a monument remains where you stood. And I also saw having the last sentence be, you've built a monument of blood. But I thought the other one had like a nicer and like more familial. Well, so it's, yeah, got that's my alt. it's one of those things where you, yeah. you, you know. And so, you know, the author knowing is, is enough to, to not explicitly state it because when, when you release a piece of art like that into the world, it's actually no longer yours. It belongs to the uh, consumer. And what you've just penned is actually phenomenally poetic. I mean, you know, acrostic poems for me are like good uncle, yes, guy. <laughs> you've um, you've introduced one of the most important concepts in poetry, which is rhyming yes. every other word. And it is shocking how many poets forget that as a central tenet of poetry. It's nice to see a little bit of extra homework. Uh Thanks. Patricia, that was phenomenal. Yeah, that was great. We're going to move swiftly along, and I want to hear Ben's poem next. Uh, I went with the guy route. (laughs) 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 Fucked up. All right, let's fucking hear it. Killing isn't legal, lest infamous opulent nerds, and it's really earned. Oh. Can we hear it again, please? Sure. I I tried to summarize sort of the what we're doing here. Yeah. Killing it, killing isn't legal, lest infamous opulent nerds, and it's really earned. I see. So the turn it's is on clever as it's on list because it's like you know you can't do this except in this circumstance, and this is the very circumstance in which we find ourselves. I think you've undersold your work there, Ben. I think that was very creative, very clever. Um, it had a good rhythm to it. It almost felt like a haiku the way it was delivered. It's a sort well, of poem. If you, know. if you gave it that homework to a school child and they brought that, and you'd say, I mean, they're clearly very intelligent, but also perhaps a sociopath. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a pretty high bar to clear. It's the brief. That's the brief here. Thanks. Uh, Joe, give us your beautiful work. Okay, I've uh, added to the acrosticness of the brief. Um, so this is from the perspective of Elon Musk being handed a tea that's not up to par. Kindness as a virtue is the one thing I can't afford. I'd pay someone to explain, but I don't want to be bored. Listen, I'm just a rich guy trying to get it done. Look at me by Twitter. Watch as I disown my son. I'll try to convince you I'm humanity's saviour. Or the opposite with my misanthropic behaviour. Now bask in the budget I set aside for good PR... And call me a legend when I strap a rocket to my car. I did all this off my own back without a handout. Reading facts won't be heard as my fanboys shout. Elon is hilarious and he understands my strife. Please, Elon, take my money. Elon, fuck my wife. (laughs) Owning free speech is what gets my dick hard. Don't use it against me or best be on your guard. Cunt, I'll smear you harder than that I did that cave diver and automate your career like I did a truck driver. So if you can, you poor idiotic cock. Tell me why my tea tastes like Novichok. Gee whiz. Uh, and that was Killianaire podcast. Oh, I was wondering because you did Killianaire and then I was like, and now you've just written that sort of <laughs> a we're in, verse. We're in free association mode now. Wow. That was really so second, good. Second. Those, were, those were all equally impressive and a beautiful insight. They now. weren't equally impressive because someone won the round. They were equally impressive. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We will be judging these and ranking them according to how impressive they were. But before we do that, um, a little bit of commentary and colour on Joe's. I mean, you did it all. You took the uh, sort of narrative device of giving us the first-person perspective of the protagonist of the of the poem. It rhymed, crucially. Sounds like Tim wants to fuck your poem, Joe. And it was acrostic. My favourite <laughs> line, uh, <laughs> watch me as I try to disown my son. <laughs> it's a fun thing to invite people to watch. Yeah, I, I suppose. Get around, everybody. I'm getting rid of a family Can I ask Joe, Elon that, would do it. In that poem, were you playing the character of the person who delivered the tea? Uh, I was I was channeling my Elon there. You you were performing as Elon? Yeah. But at the end, he's, he's asking, why does his tea taste like Novichok? Who's done that? He's drinking the tea. Elon's drinking the tea. Yeah, but who's put How Novichok? Hard is this? Who's put Novichok in his tea? Oh. How hard is that? 
it, it could be any of the the people he's annoyed previously in the poem. oh wow it's you a know, long it's, list it's, it's it's up to the listener to decide that you know i'm i'm just giving you the ingredients to Trisha's putting on a coat. Looks like it's getting cold and cool in. (laughs) Not at all. As the plans get more and more intense, you all better put on another layer because it's going to be bone chilling in here. All right, time for us to rank the winners of the or the winner of this round. And uh, we're not going to do what we did previously, which was mute ourselves. We're going to discuss openly. Yeah, you need to have you need to have a thick hide to make it in the um, murdering trillionaire game. It's part of it now because it's the finale. Uh, my vote is for Joe to win. Yeah, and uh, I think that I would like Patricia to come second and Ben to come third. You know what? And this isn't a slide on you, Ben. Or you, Patricia, but I totally agree. Okay, I'm going to write. Congratulations, mainly to Joe. While um, Tim takes notes based around the scoring of the poetry, I'd like to introduce our next round, which is that of business ethics. Now, um, obviously, you know, you've all got your ideas and you've put forward, you know, your best foot and your best plot. Uh, for, for your selected uh, aspiring trillionaires, in this round, each of you will be asked um, a hypothetical situation in which, if you can imagine this, your plan is about to come to fruition. You are but moments away from executing the trillionaire of your choice. And in this hypothetical circumstance, it requires one last sit-down meal between you and your chosen trillionaire. So you're having a sit-down meal, if you can imagine this. And Elon Jeff, Zuck, whoever it is, they look up and they say, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing and I'm in a position to stop it right now. But I will offer you $10 billion to stand up, walk away, we'll pretend this whole thing didn't happen. So $10 billion is put on the table for you to walk away. They've threatened that your entire plot will be upended. We want to know how you respond to this circumstance. How are your business ethics? We'll now run in reverse order. So, Joe, you may begin. I mean, the question is, what would you do? I feel like you missed that. You sort of set up a whole set. What would you do? That's pretty It's pretty straightforward. I don't know if it You're going to assume a little bit of intelligence on their behalf, Tim. Okay. You're going to stop spoon-feeding these guys. What would you do? I'd, I'd take the money and i <laughs> I'd find out where where the rat in my in my plan was. So where where is Jeff learning about my plan? Who's feeding him the information? I then give that person a little bit of that money. Get someone new in that position, and then we're we're back on. We're back on, and I've got a bigger <laughs> wallet. I've got a nice like I don't need a cut at the end now. I've got a good bit of money to myself. Oh wow! And so. Y- this is totally packed. You know, you're, you're just, you're rich, but you're still committed. I'm, I'm rich, but committed. Yeah. Yeah. You, you In your world, it almost seems like um, Jeff is funding you to continue the pursuit of murdering him. Yeah, I think that's that's why I carry on. Like, I could take the money, but just the, the mere thought that Jeff could be, you know, using me to kill himself. As dark as that is, oh, what a good way to get rich. <laughs> good. It's like the ultimate, um, you, you know, uh, it's like blood sport or whatever. You know how, you know, there's, I think there's an idea where trillionaires or billionaires, they like to hunt, hunt, hunting people for sport. Oh, the purge? Yeah, maybe the purge. Yeah. There's a bit of that to it, but it's reversed. It's a level of confidence which says, you hunt me. Let's see how you get on. Ben, oh. what would you do? So I have the luxury. My plan involves multiple of these guys. So part of me wants to just, unless it was Elon, just swap them out. Just, just, uh, just take the money and sub sub in, you know, number eight or whoever. In fact, if it's Zuckerberg, he's not even in the top top group anymore. He's trashed to me. I don't even. I don't want his. I don't want his his measly billions. So uh, I don't think he's got 10 to give me. 
And I would say that. <laughs> He'd be devastated so you, by that. You're, you're at dinner with Mark Zuckerberg. He said, give you $10 billion not to murder me. And you say? I'd say, show me the money. And then he'd probably cry if he can. And then he'd leave. And I'd eat, I'd eat his food too because he's very thin and I don't think he enjoys food. I think he just eats pills. He's a soy If it's anybody guy. else, if it's Elon Musk, I couldn't make the deal. That guy's just like, he grinds my gears. But anybody else, I'll just, I'll just swap him out. Elon's okay, got to go though. Okay, that's interesting. So if we had anyone else, um, a, a Billy Gates, uh, Jeffy, Larry Jeffy Bezos, one of the Larrys. Bernard Arnault. But if yeah. it's if it's Elon Elon Musk, it, you've got such a um, a chub for murdering that guy that you could yes. not do it even for ten billion dollars. You just have to. He's just so. You guys, you guys, you're friends with him, guy. Fuck yeah. Guy I mean, gets it. He's irritating, you sure, it. but you can just go home. You don't need to hang out with him the whole night. See, if he offered you $10 billion, <laughs> I like this, that would accelerate your desire to eliminate this guy. He's like, I'll give you $10 million, yeah. you go, shut the fuck up. When he's got that much, and he's like, my life is worth just a small amount of my own money, that's disgusting. <laughs> You're also manipulating the charts by taking the 10 bill off them. And as you say, like, Mark at the moment, he's he's not doing well. If you took ten bill off him, I think that might be the the last pennies to his name. You could take he's ten off billion charts. off Elon, go line Zuckerberg's pockets, and <laughs> take out both of them. I mean, I know he needs more than ten bill to make it to a trillion. Well, this is okay. This is good intel. And Patricia, you're at dinner with a billionaire. Yeah. They offer you ten with- of the bees to not kill them. What do you do? Well, it's Zuck, right? Because he was the one I initially decided to kill. But to yes. be honest, like, I don't feel a huge amount of animosity towards him, particularly. And I, I've been in quite a lot of conversations with various Amazon sellers for various objects that haven't arrived or arrived in a different material to what they were meant to be. And so I have an increasing amount of like Amazon boxes of things I don't want. And I've started to feel really like quite furious about it. And Bezos is, in my opinion, like the least fuckable or interesting of all of these guys. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I kind of what I would do is that I would take the money and I'd let Zuck do what he wants. And then I would use that money to build a kind of saw style labyrinth, like the movie Saw. Mm -hmm. And I would, like, then trap Bezos inside of it. It would be made entirely of Amazon boxes exclusively. Um, And then I would just put a camera up and I would do, like, a pay per view thing and let people just watch as he descends further and further into this Hellraiser labyrinth of his own making. That's what I would do, Oh my! I think. Oh, my gosh. That is um, <laughs> impressively demented. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really I would dark. Say, I would say that, yeah, but I would say, though, having listened to all the other competitors, that Ben said that we should sew them together anus to mouth. Yes. Like in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Not truly wrong. shocking. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you will know. It's very true. That was what his plan was. <laughs> We know. We were there. Yeah. It's, um, there's something uniquely terrifying about building a labyrinth out of cardboard boxes because in theory you'd be, you know, a cardboard box you feel like you could kind of punch your way through or something. But if there was enough of them in there, you couldn't. They would be strong You'd enough get to tired sustain an attack. And that's that paper cutting. There's also something to me, the reference for saw has more um, power than the human centipede just because... I saw it as a much younger and more impressionable person. I think I'd become quite jaded by the time I saw the human. It was more of a sort of curious monstrosity. But Saw was a genuinely confronting cinema-going experience. <laughs> and um, it holds a lot of water for me. These are all uh, yeah. you know, delightfully diabolical. And as, as we've planned, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say they're all equally impressive. Uh, and Tim's going to say that's not the case. We're going to rank them. These are all equally <laughs> impressive plans. Do you want to kick the, off the, the ranking conversation? Yeah, I do actually, and I um, I think I've got my order. I think I've okay, got my order. You tell me out. what your order is. Well, I I think um for all of you know, are there any moral question marks in this podcast? Who's to say? But I think Patricia's Patricia's plan is um phenomenally vindictive. And also, she's got... And it's so petty, is what yeah, I like about it. It's yeah. just like, I got sent some wrong stuff from Amazon, so now I want to trap the CEO in a lab. <laughs> That's right. And, like, she's giving back, and that if people so choose, they can watch. So I think that, to me, was the... was The um, the number one. The number one. Yeah, I agree. And then I think, truth be told, I, I quite liked um, 
Ben's plan. Uh, where, where, where Ben really got me was when he said if Elon did it, he would still kill. E- he was just like, <laughs> he was the yes. only one who had the moral backbone to not even take the money up front to just be like, nah, fuck you. I don't know if it was moral fortitude <laughs> or just a, a, an inability to control his I rage. Think, I think it's born at the start of this. Ben said that a lot of his fr- Elon's been responsible for, um, you know, dismissing a lot of his friends from their work. I think there is a, a personal frustration and sense of mm. wrongdoing that he carries with him into that circumstance. Sure. And then uh, Joe's uh, I could probably um, relate to the most, which was basically just take the money and then go and enjoy life a bit and regroup. But uh, in it's terms pretty of smart too. business ethics, I think it probably it, it showed, um, you know, the least vertebrae. I don't agree with that. I challenge that. Okay. I put Joe as number two on my ranking Mm -hmm. because it is, I mean, we have made it morally acceptable to murder someone based on how much money they have. So by that lens, I feel like Joe's robbing from Peter and then killing another Peter is so good. Robbing from Peter? Like a billionaire, taking money from them. And yeah. then just like using that to just like throw it back in their face and a murder the same per, the same person yeah yeah That's but, good wow he's just he's he's like who knows what Jeff's got planned in the intervening moments he's, it could have fallen into the trap uh, I see what you're saying yeah like, so you're putting too much stock in your ability to turn ten billion dollars like, into I know, a successful assassination I know what you did this guy's sniffing around for a rat. He doesn't. He's got leaks springing up in his plans. <laughs> I'll find him. I'll find him. With ten billion dollars, you would find them. With ten billion dollars, you got a pretty big bloody target on your back, saying, "Hey, I'm in the running now. Watch out!" <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd get myself to millionaire status as quick as possible. It's, it's so much resources. It's so much resource. Um, are you going to relent? Am I going to relent? If neither of us will relent, uh, what are we going to do? Then we've got two second place equals. Oh, wow. So in this round, Patricia, you have won. You've taken it out, and the lads are equal losers. Equals peakles. Uh Congratulations, Patricia. And, of course, also Joan Ben. Uh, you guys are, are doing an outstanding job, and it's um it's really quite nice to just kick around in the weeds on this stuff with you. Now, the next challenge is a classic. If you've been in a car for any length of time, you've played this game. If you had a friend in school, you've played this game. And uh, we've picked the top three most prominent names that occurred throughout the podcast. The challenge is fuck, marry, kill. The names Musk, Bezos, Zuck. And Ben, the honours are yours. I don't want to brag, but I have been in a car and I I did have a friend in school. So I'm, I'm familiar with the game. It was, sorry, it was Bezos, Musk, and Zuck. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think we've established Musk's got to (laughs) go right off the bat. I don't even want to, not not even spiteful fucking, just (laughs) gone. Um, Bezos, he's, with all the steroids, he's unstable, but he'd be able to help with chores because he's strong, presumably. (laughs) So I'm going to, I think I'd marry him. And then Zuck, I just got to see what that's like. What's going on there? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna fuck. I imagine him like a, um, you know, this is a maybe quite a um, lazy comparison, but there's a real Ken doll energy. Yeah, smooth all the way around. Not even a. Butt I'm wondering crack. if he'll, he may want to bring VR into the equation. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I want to know what his nipples look like. He doesn't have them. He's smooth. He- I think yeah, he got dude. everything surgically <laughs> Not taken off. Nipples. I think the whole thing is just one consistent, like pale kind of. It's it's a little bit cold to the touch too. Oh, it's got like a real a Ziploc, like a yeah. Ziploc bag full of milk. So the fact <laughs> just, that everyone in the metaverse doesn't have legs and they're just floating torsos that's I that's think, not a design flaw. That's an aspiration yeah, for the man. I think <laughs> I think Zuck is so deep in VR because he thinks that the one. He's, his, his programming's realized he's copping a bit of shit for being unable to relate to people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is born around like body function and the functionality of a human body. And the reason he's so obsessed with migrating everyone to the metaverse is A, he can recreate a version of it that he can experience in the same way that all other people are experiencing it. Oh, yeah. And B, it's removing the need to, to you know, eat, shit, piss, fuck. <laughs> 
I think Zach's smooth all the way over. And I'm Guys having sure. fun on the podcast. Yeah, too. I am. <laughs> you really got my brain whirling right now. I just can't stop thinking about it. Patricia, gun to your head, fuck, marry, kill. Let's hear it. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but also a little bit the same. So I was thinking, actually, like, first off, you could not... Like, I would never in my life fuck Jeff Bezos. This is a man who 100% thinks that, like, having a stripper pole on, like, a yacht is, like, a really cool thing to have. Um, mm. And I feel really strongly that he has to die. Like, because I'm not going to marry him and I'm not going to fuck him. So, he, I'm okay. sorry, he has to go. And uh, it's just Good-looking prospects happen. now, and, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to marry Musk because I think, for kind of, because I think he would be fun to berate. I think, I mean, I don't actually like, I don't, you know, like he's talk also to always like thinks he's doing this really cool stuff and it's so cringe in a way. But I also used to have like, look, this it's, it's a long story, but I used to have kind of an obsession about him a long time ago before he kind of became full Musk. And mm. I read his autobiography and I was kind of like, I almost thought he was kind of hot for a moment because he's so fucking weird and he's so into rockets yeah, yeah. and just like this interesting kind of weird character with hair plugs and stuff. So I think it could kind of be, but I mean, obviously he's done a lot of like kind of despicable stuff, but I still feel that I could marry him and then I could, that feels okay. You know, I could deal with, with that. Zuck, I think also, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I, I, I probably shouldn't say myself, but there's also a very high chance that um he'll leave you. And you'll be set free pretty quickly. Not true, before he true, impregnates right? you, though. That seems to be his yeah. MI. Baby number 10. <laughs> Wife number four. I've, I've heard there's a lot more than 10. And there's a lot of yeah, NDAs he, going around. So that might be something to take note of. But I think he I think he wants to. Like, I think that's the thing. He's like super pro people having kids because he thinks like the major threat of humanity is underpopulation. So he like yeah, accepts and a lack everyone of people having with babies. His DNA. Yeah, real, real square chunk DNA going. But that's, yeah, I'd marry him and we'd like, we'd have a life together for a while. And then actually with Zook, I am kind of curious for the same reasons because he is like very <laughs> slick, you know? Like he's kind of, you know, you might be in bed with him and he would just like kind of slip away because he just is, has no hair. I don't think he has nipples. It's just like they're just tattooed on. Like I would be, and he's really into martial arts also. I find this True. like a weird. I don't know. I think it could be um, like an, an interesting experience. You know, hearing, hearing you say that the nipples are tattooed on, I'm now imagining that he's drawn. He's drawn <laughs> like he's drawn an ass crack. He's drawn a penis <laughs> on. He's drawn his own nipples it was on. Just a biro pen. <laughs> he's like, this is it, right? <laughs> it's kind of funny that the the through line so far is Mark Zuckerberg is so deeply unfuckable. He is like a black hole of sexuality that I would be interested to have sex with him out of scientific I curiosity. I don't think it's that he's unfuckable. I think it's just he's like a completely different creature. I think it's like if you were a space explorer and you showed up at a planet where all the creatures that exist there are like kind of sentient or must be smart even to some degree, but they're all just kind of like slippery, wet noodle people. Someone yeah. would be like maybe we can fuck like <laughs> for sure also. it's also great perspective just even that's got me thinking like the guys who are going to be representing the guys who are sending themselves to space if they come across extraterrestrials the representation that the human race is going to have yeah, is it's not great fucking abysmal imagine if zuck shows up and they're like this is what it's like <laughs> <laughs> all right joe your time has come fuck marry kill these three fine lads I'm on the same page as Ben. Like, Musk is smug enough. If I fuck him or marry him, he's just going to get smugger, and I can't have yeah, that. Yeah, I tell you so what. I reckon if, if, if you fucked Elon Musk, his ego would explode. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's dead. I'm, I'm going to fuck Zuck, mainly because I think he'd probably have access to some prototype VR equipment. And then his... His smooth body is really just going to be a blank canvas for whatever you want to imagine, you know, once once the goggles are on. So I think that might be quite fun. Like, yeah. And then as a surprise turn, I'm going to marry Jeff, um, the man I originally wanted to kill. Um, I've heard divorcing him is quite profitable. And... Uh, I might just be able to like slowly niggle away like, oh, maybe the Amazon rainforest seems quite interesting as a business opportunity. <laughs> oh, oh, Jeff, 
maybe maybe pay your warehouse workers a bit more or <laughs> hey hey jeff i think we could train monkeys into teams of rainbow like i've got i think he jeff himself a blank canvas i could mold him into the maybe a good billionaire Joe, your personal maybe politics a great trillionaire sit at such a bizarre intersection of anti-environmentalism but pro-union <laughs> which is not something you see often in the wild uh that's purely subcon. Like, <laughs> if, if that's what you think, maybe that's where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is. Okay, um, I'll, you I'll, turn, I'll look into that. <laughs> you want to turn the, the Amazon rainforest into a big factory, but then unionize the workers there, well, who are monkeys. <laughs> no, he, he wants to unionize the warehouse workers, people who are currently employed by Amazon. The most yeah, interesting yeah, thing yeah. is that um, you've got a bit of a I-can-change-him energy floating about you. <laughs> I I, well, I think if he's going for me, it's already changed a bit. So if, if we could just carry that on, you know, there's no no, no question to where I, where I can take him. Mm. Mm. I mean, they're all all well reasoned answers. They've all got me really excited to think of Zuckerberg's, you know, naked form. <laughs> Do you know what I'm thinking? What I'm thinking, Ben is number one because he really like set the tone of just like Musk. <laughs> cannot be around <laughs> it's it's not tolerable for him to be alive for a moment longer than he yeah he needs to be um which is might i add the second time he's like yeah yeah it's true there's a, there's a disdain for all of these guys but like there's a, a, re- line. a real undercurrent of like stop bringing him up yeah like he's as far as i'm concerned he's eliminated yeah 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 he's not allowed to talk so I think that's I, there's something about the confidence, the persistence that really appeals. Mm-hmm. So Ben's number one okay. for me. Mm-hmm. Joe and Patricia, it's quite hard, but I'm going to put Patricia at number two okay. in my rankings in okay. this. Um, I think it was it was well reasoned and um, eloquently described the possibility of of having sex with Mark Zuckerberg. Um, a terrifying but scientifically fascinating endeavor. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, look, I I agree, and I I did like Joe's description of his body as a blank canvas, but I um, also can't get it out of my head, and it makes me feel sick. The song "Your Body's a Wonderland" started playing in my head when he said that. <laughs> Your body is a canvas, man. <laughs> Pretty good. So, what do you think of that ranking? I can co-sign that. I'm happy with it. Ben, congratulations. You've won this round. Uh, by, and by my sort of on the back of my um, brain calculations, we're looking at a pretty neck and neck sort of race to the top here. Uh, the next round is word association. Each of you have got 10 different words. Um, and this is, what, what, do they use this in psychiatry? Um, <clears throat> I don't think the good ones do. No. What do they use this in? It, it might have been one of those things they formerly used in, or it might be something that they use in Dolly magazine and yeah. then say, this is how psychology works. Exactly, yeah. It feels like something that a cartoon represents a, a therapist or a psychologist doing. But basically, each of you have got 10 words. I mean, this feels like probably the most sinister of all the rounds in that you're going to play word association and we're going to judge your responses, even though <laughs> traditionally this is just a sort of freeform practice that is devoid of anything, any meaning. Uh, that is not the case on our Killianaire finale. And I believe everyone has now had a turn starting first. So we'll go back to our original order, which means that Patricia, you can go first. We've got 10 words ready for you. Tim, would you like to read mm-hmm. the words? Um, yes. First, you- first you're just your first response, whatever comes in. Patricia, are yeah. you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Your time will start. In three, two, one. Money. Duck. Amazon. Uh, packages. Rich. <laughs> so unfunny. <laughs> uh, millionaire. <laughs> Bill. Gates. Fish. Pescatarian. <laughs> Poison. Poison. <laughs> Murder plot. Space. Um, spaghetti alien. Oven. Uh, killer. Kleptocracy. 
Um, don't know. <laughs> Shoes. Feet. Excellent. Okay, thank you. I'm building a psychological profile based on those answers. Now it will be Joe's turn. Guy, would you like to do yeah, the honours? Yeah, sure thing. Joe, you ready? Yep. Technology. Future. Communism. Good. Oxygen. Needed. Neoliberalism. Politics. <laughs> Moon. Stars. Disaster. Oh, no. <laughs> Zebra. <laughs> Crossing. Uh, hedge. Cutters. Blimp. Heidenberg. And Cayman Islands. Tax. Excellent. (laughs) He's still going. (laughs) Very good work. All right. Yeah, it's very <laughs> revealing. Is it, what is it like to do from your end? It certainly feels odd can from... I, can I just say, I've, I've, I've never found more unfunny in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot words. It's word association. This isn't, this isn't about japes and goofs. This is about building a psychological profile based on what we know is in your head, revealed yeah. through this quiz. Um, my personal favorite for Joe, disasters. Oh, no. (laughs) Very good. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. And finally, Heidenberg for that one. Heidenberg here for Blimp. We go for Ben. Ben's ready, yes. Okay, here we go, Ben. Your time starts now. Jeffrey. Bezos. Cancel culture. No. Television. No. (laughs) Time. Sure. Villa. Nova. Entertainment. Tonight. Red. Yes. Luxury. Apartment? 
Super yacht. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and your final word, water. Sure. <laughs> More like a yes or no quiz. <laughs> I've never seen someone approach words I said of just like thumbs up, thumbs down. But it's fucking genius. It's probably why it's become an outdated form of psychology. Oh my the, god. The system has been trumped. <laughs> yep. No. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know whether to put you at the top or the bottom based on that. <laughs> it's so hard. I I honestly think that that's top shelf behavior. Yeah, it's, it's innovative. <laughs> that's, that's, di- that's dictating terms. It's very good. Here's my rankings. It goes Ben, then it goes Joe, then it goes Patricia. No, it doesn't because Patricia had to go first, and I feel like there's something to that. No, be, I'm you still, can't be rewarded I'm locking it in. Go it goes Ben, then it goes Joe, then it goes Patricia. Wow. You want to you want to chalk uh, it up? I, I it? co-sign it. Yeah. yeah okay. Great. 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 I'm happy with that. You guys, this is um, this is actually our. our oh, it's so tight. Our final round. The scoring's so tight. Do you want me to give the? If you give me one sec, I reckon oh, yeah? I can give the scores. Okay. But I've got to um, do this so carefully. Yeah, you've got to be very delicate. Yeah. So what I've been doing is awarding three points for the first place person in each round, two points for the second place, and one point for the third. Where does he come up with this stuff, eh? In the case of a tie, which we had two second places, generally speaking, in most competitions you go two third place equals, but I didn't. I went two second place. Well, you, equals, get, you, so. you do two second place equals. Do you? Yeah, and then you skip third if there were four oh, people, tri- and then you'd have right. a fourth. Sick, I crushed it. Okay, Ben, carry the one. No, there's no, we're not in double digits. I'm just goofing. Um. Okay, right now the scores as they stand, I'm pretty confident I've done the adding three and two and one to previous scores correctly. In second place equal, both on eight points apiece, Joe and Patricia, and in first place right now by just one point on nine, Ben, as we go into this, the final round. That's very exciting. And this last round is... um. You take as long as you need. Uh, it's it's theology. And basically what we're going to ask each of you to do is articulate the imagined afterlife for whichever trillionaire you have murdered. So it can be what you think will happen. It can be what you want to happen. But basically actions have consequences. Once this person is eliminated, what becomes to their spirit, to their body, either, neither, both. Uh, the question is uh, open to your own interpretation. And I suppose um, we'll start with Joe. Okay, so just as Claire's gibbon hands strangle the last life out of Jeff's body, he sees darkness. And then he opens his eyes and he's in a small, quaint cottage in the New York countryside, surrounded by books. Because it was always about books. He, he just wanted to read. He just wanted to, to, to read and be able to get a book wherever he was in the world. And now he can. He hears a voice from outside calling his name. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Steps outside and sees his not ex-wife, but still wife, calling him over for a hug. He goes over and they sit and they read and they live happily. Oh, wait, why is he in heaven? Uh, (laughs) Nah, it's like... He starts reading the books and there's no words. And he's he's like, Oh shit. And then his wife looks at him and is like, Well, what's wrong? You didn't didn't pay your workers enough. Didn't put, the, didn't put the words in your books. And and he's distraught. He's goes back in the cottage, he starts opening up all the books, and there's not a word in any of them. And he realizes that he's now in his worst nightmare. Wow. No books. Nothing just his wife who hates him 
and he can't divorce her now because it's forever and yeah and that's his that's his afterlife oh my gosh yeah. i gotta say what an incredible pivot great pivot like literally Thank caught you. yourself <laughs> mid-stride and um really worked with what you'd given yourself Thank you very much, Joe. It was, and also, can I say initially? Yeah. Like, um, it was a real visceral sense of, you know, experience. I thought the silence, the um. Oh yeah, in terms of picture painting. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I was there. I I thought it was. I thought the reason he was in heaven is there was a real generosity of of spirit there, Joe. That even trillionaires in death are laid to rest eternally. And can join the kingdom of heaven, but nope, no. Then you uh, remember they go to a little <laughs> cottage full of books with no words in them, <laughs> and, and a disdain, like a just a hateful wife. She she really doesn't like him anymore, especially up here or down there. They yeah. they don't get along wherever they are. I've never seen Mackenzie talk, but um, she doesn't seem like someone I'd want mad at me. She seems really cool, probably based on the fact that she's given away lots of money. I, I have a general rule that I would like for no one to be mad at me, but, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm nuts like that. Uh, ben, the floor is now yours. Please, your pitch for theology. All right. Um, since I had a couple minutes to think there, I'm not going to do my original thought, which was they're all reincarnated as people without money and have to work for their own companies mm. upon their death. Just to see that's, that's too, that's, that's not enough. So, I shall ignore it then struck from the record. They're going into some sort of afterlife, all of them. And I figure they should each kind of get the comeuppance that people who work for them, you know, had to do not the, their comeuppance is, is the, a lot of them directly caused death in one way or another. So like Elon Musk, every day he wakes up, he's in the passenger seat of a Tesla. It's getting into a crash and the doors are locking and it's setting on fire, which is a thing that happens all the time. So that's him just eternally burning in a Tesla. Uh, Bezos, he, he, it's just a, a loop of him working late night at that factory in somewhere in the Midwest in America during all those tornadoes and the wall just crushing him over and over again. Um, I forget which Larry runs Oracle, but the big skyscraper. I think it's Allison. That sounds right. Yeah, Paige is Google. Yes. And so uh, so Larry Ellison, the big building in San Francisco is the Oracle Tower. People joke that it looks like a butt plug. It doesn't, but it's it's kind of, it's as phallic as any tower. But it is sinking uh, slowly. So for his afterlife, he's just going to be underneath it as it slowly just crushes him. Wow. I think it's like six inches a year. So just enough to feel it, but not enough to like make it quick. Um, Zuck, I think his personal torment would just be looking at all of the data, the quantifiable data of how negatively his life has impacted people. Um, I think that would be his personal hell. I think a lot of those guys wouldn't care about that, but I think he just getting charts and figures of how much he has ruined the planet, uh, would, would hurt his sort of robotic yeah. brain. Um, I got nothing on. Google's probably killed some people, and uh, <laughs> Bernard Arnold, he's got a, I don't know, he, I, I'm sure one of the factories that makes the high fashion clothes that he does has had like a horrific fire, and he's just in there. I don't know. The other ones, they're not as bespoke, but all of them befall a, a, a pretty unfortunate, and it sounds like eternal demise, so it's... um. For it's e how I've always thought about how it's a very personalized yeah, experience. sort of a never-ending loop. I've always just thought it's um, really hot. Yeah, but toasty. I, I've never. You can't, you can't be mean to people, and you can't rob, and you can't covet people's wives because it's a bit toasty afterwards. Yeah, you get a bit warm. Well, you, you can't sweater off. Covet your your neighbor's oxen either. I uh, I've never thought of it as a bespoke thing. I'm just like, oh, we're all too hot, <laughs> and none of us are happy to be here. But a, a burning we, Tesla, a burning Tesla would be quite hot. It would be quite. It hot. would be really. Can hot. I imagine I the, the rest. The, the feeling of the pressure of an entire building slowly descending on you would be kind of a hot feeling. 
You know? Yeah, yeah. I think all of, this would, you know, this would make you flush with like frustration and agony. Everyone would still be running frustration. Hot. I'm very cross about this building on top of me. I was more thinking about Zuck looking oh, at right. charts, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I think being crushed by a building, you know, it, it might be underselling it a little, but it would be frustrating. Mm. Uh, Patricia, very excited to hear yes. what you've got to say. Yeah. Do you mind if I do like a little bit of theatre while I do this? Because I have quite it's a clear en- sense. Honestly, it's encouraged. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like imagine you're, e- okay, so I'm going to do it with Elon Musk and you've just kind of like passed, right? And so the, <laughs> the world darkens around you and like a figure emerges from the dark and he goes, Elon? Because I know it's theology, so I hope you guys have read Dante's Inferno because we're going to do that. Okay. Um, I'm going to like... So oh, sorry. Being can, I, down. can I just hit pause yeah, for please. a second? For um, sure. our podcast listeners, which is the majority of the audience, Patricia is currently donned in a makeshift hood and carrying a lit candle. Please continue. Mm, thank you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go through the nine levels of hell. So he, I'm bringing him on the journey. And he's very, he feels very special. You know, he's like, yeah, of course, not very many people get to go on this path. And so we we start descending through the echelons of uh, the afterlife across the Elysian fields. And uh, we pass through a place that is very dark and very ominous. Um, It's going to, I'm going to hold the candle. Um, And uh, (laughs) there's a lot of cardboard there. And he's like, what is this? What's all this cardboard? And like everything is stained with blood and he hears like a shuffling and Bezos emerges from underneath a kind of large contraption. So this is actually the, the previously described uh, labyrinth of where Jeff is spending mm. his eternity in hell. We spend a little time there. They chat. They know each other from before um, and they continue downwards through the many, many levels of hell. Um, I don't know so much about the other millionaires per se. I guess Arnaud it would be. I feel like he's fashion related. So maybe uh, also in a sweatshop with all his like Chinese workers who earn nothing every day. But eventually we get to the center of hell, which is the ice circle, right? Where like um, Judas is and Lucifer. And uh, when, whilst we enter it, you know, uh, he's actually quite excited because he's like, well, I wonder what my personalized hell will be, what loop I will exist in forever. And as he enters it, he enters into a very cold, strange space that's like very immaterial and like you can't see your arms, just your hands. And it actually feels like you're in a kind of poorly animated video game from like 2004. And actually, uh, this is the metaverse. So he finds out in this space that he doesn't get to spend eternity in his own personalized hell. His hell is actually Zuck's (laughs) hell. And he has to sit there forever to know that he didn't even get the inner circle of the last... The last hellscape. Oh. And he just has to live in that fucking awful experience of trying to be like a, a wee character from 2000 and like, I don't know, seven forever. And he's got the, he's obviously, uh, he's got the context that um, other, others did get their own personalized hell. Yes, I presume. Yeah, because Mezos is in his like labyrinth, which is immediately like designed after his greatest desire books world. <laughs> That's what they wanted to call Amazon, but it was already taken as a, like a domain name. So they went with something else. Boxworld.com. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> it's, these are all, this, that was sensational, Patricia. I really, um, obviously the theatrics were, were very impressive, but yes. also the, um, there's something very, very rude about, what, you know, like showing him a few rooms on the way to his room. And being like, oh, and you have to share this. And who know? was that? Sorry again, who was that billionaire who lost out in their own personal life? It was money? Elon. That was Elon. Oh, that's so delicious. Yeah. So deserved. So we've got um, Elon with his non personalized hell and the perspective that others did get that. We've got yeah. Elon in a, te- a never ending Tesla that's burning on fire. Um, Zuck looking at charts. Bezos, where was where was Jeff? He was in a warehouse in the Midwest. And we've got a man yeah, under the building. Yeah, they had a big building. wall fall. Yeah, yeah they, they had a wall collapse. And then, of course, tornadoes. you've got the um, you've got Bezos in a very picturesque cottage, and sort of I feel like you know a, a moment's perspective on what drove him to get to where he is to begin with, which was just a love of books and a desire for more people to read, 
and sort of that lightning bolt of realization that is then taken away. Um, I mean, these are all really beautiful. Yeah, and, and they're so a, unique. You know, it's it's actually quite fitting to begin and end with a poem, as we have, because there's a, a real poetry to all of your um, your pictures for the afterlife. Mm. If there's one thing that we know is lacking in the world of hyper wealth at the moment, it's uh, an appreciation for the humanities. So I like that it's been well on display in this finale of uh, Kill You Near TV. That's right. I actually I have a um, I have a proposed. Ranking for I would this. like to hear it. It feels weighted because it's the it's the last one, but Go I, on. I'd like to tell you what I think. Go on. I think um, I'm going to go reverse order, by the way. So I think uh, Ben's proposal, outstanding. But each person, was, it, was, it was everyone was getting it direct. It was more like I, I felt like it was missing the second layer of like if you know of um, esoteric fuck you. I was like it was born out of the moralistic like, you know, you you must suffer through the thing that you have forced upon so many yes. to make your life function the way it does. Yeah. But I feel like it's too, it's it's direct and it's repeated and it's not, um, to, to me, the idea of living for eternity, you know, while grappling with something that was almost there and not quite is what is so appealing. And that's what I think came through in Patricia and, and Joe's pictures. I think um, Patricia's was it was beautiful. This for me is the it was the second one. Yes, uh, I, I I like the, um, the sort of the bespoke hells that aren't available. But do you know honestly, it's and it's almost by virtue of making a mistake mid pitch. But the the way that Joe gave Jeff everything he wants and revealed his humanity to himself. And almost to to all of us that said, "Hey, there's hope. There's a person in there's here. There's a person in here." And then to have that moment, and then have it all, all taken away. Yeah. The idea of this like room. There's just I'm just seeing all these books that he loved, like the covers of all the books that were his favorite books as a child, and just nothing. Yeah, it's fucking devastating. I mean, he's already dead, but that would ruin that would ruin a person. And he can't even like he can't leave. If he goes into another room, he's just going to get told off. Go, go read your books. There's nothing in there. It's not my problem, Jeff. Go back. It's um. It does sound like hell now that you've um, brought it to life for me. So I that's that's mine. I mean, I'm I'm open to discussion, obviously. No. And no, I think it's where I was drifting anyway, and you've articulated it so well. So I'm going to lock that in. And I believe that that means that the winner of Killionaire Television is Joe. Wow. Joe has won. Congratulations, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, too. And also it means we have two tied second places, um, which was not planned at all, but it means there's no loser here. Um, or there's two, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Um so, first of all, to our winner, Joe, congratulations. Um, I will reveal as well, because I don't think we've locked it in, but you're going to be receiving a 500 US dollar Amazon gift card. And we're just before Black Friday, so you could really fuck some shit up with that if you want. <laughs> this is, it's a fundraising project, if nothing else. For my boy, Jeff. <laughs> Did you guys buy that from Amazon? Like We will. <laughs> We didn't get given it by Amazon. <laughs> kind, of the, kind of the opposite opposite of the purpose of the entire podcast, you might say. You might say you that. that. <laughs> you might say that. That's where the magic lies. Think about Amazon is, though. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's built a solid website there. <laughs> Everyone's fucking out. We've got to support one of these billionaires to get to a trillion dollars. Musk is going to be shortly out of the running completely. Uh, Zuckerberg has entirely fucked his enterprise. We need to hitch our horses to a wagon, and that wagon is named Jeffrey Bezos. Driven by a mule on steroids. Who thinks he can can take his wagon to the sky. Joe's been backing him since day one, so it's very befitting. Joe, would you like to say anything as the winner of Killionaire TV? Uh, Just a a well done to Ben and Patricia. Strong, strong pitches, strong, strong performance today. 
uh, thank you to the judges and uh, I'll, I'll send you the receipt for the flight to Brazil I assume and then we'll sort it that way or are we I'm, I'm ready to go as soon as you are just send the message and I'll great we'll figure out the particulars the on that um, after the call uh, Ben would you like to say any words of commiseration for missing out on winning uh, no I mean this was this was fun as hell and I can't think of a better reason to have left work early um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Good, good, good job, Joe. Good job, Patricia. Uh, fuck you, Tim and Guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As always, I really hope you don't get fired <laughs> off the back of this because that'd just break my heart. And Patricia, how are you uh, feeling no, with this outcome? Feeling really good. Uh, congratulations, Joe. I felt that our animal-based plans were really like aligned. So I have mm. a lot of respect for you and also for Ben, um, who made his own animal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest animal of all. <laughs> Several billion years <laughs> to one another. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to Tim and Guy. This has been like, I've listened to your podcast for probably seven years or something more. So it's really quite an honor to be on it. You guys thank are you. all very sweet. You're all so funny. You're so clever. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time and mental resource to submit such outstanding plans. Um, and thank you to everyone who's followed us on our Killianair journey. Yes, thus concludes this chapter of The Worst Idea of All Time. It's been a lot of fun. And to think it all started um, with some silly uh, plans of our own about That's how right. we were going to kill this, I was actually thinking about that on the, on the way over this morning. This Years all, ago. This all started as basically a little improv exercise. We've you... been to Russia. Yeah. A lot has happened. Um, but here we are now with our winner of Killionaire TV. Yeah. It's it's just been phenomenal. So thank you, everybody, for playing. And uh, we can look forward to the next chapter of The Worst Idea of All Time, which is season five? Six. Six. <laughs> I keep forgetting where we're up to. Starting incredibly soon. Vroom, vroom. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.